Now is a great time to replace your worn-out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25-Year Savings Event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-hosts, Vern Glenn of CBS Affiliate, KPIX-TV in San Francisco, F.P. Santangelo Jr. and Russell Jackman. At each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question, and of course, uh, we're still in football, we still have to ask some Super Bowl questions. So that's the theme today. Okay. Uh, when we come back, a lot to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, some 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 quarterback retired something like that. TB twelve moving on. Yep. Oh yeah. So uh, he he almost he almost got to his age forty five that he wanted to. Right. Almost. Almost. I mean, but hey, but he leaves on his own terms. Well, that's that's true, and pretty much pretty darn close to the top of his game. You know, he was pretty darn close. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Statistically, his best season of his career. <laughs> that's why I said it was it was pretty close. You know. <laughs> Um, uh, we obviously want to want to talk a lot of football, uh, but I also do want to talk a little bit about uh, the Hall of Fame and who got in and who didn't. And other than that, I mean, the rest of it's just all football, isn't it? Uh, yeah, let's open it up. Let's go. Let's do yeah, it. Except for uh, the, the Beijing Olympics. Apparently, the uh, athletes are a little happier not to be sleeping on court cardboard. Apparently, uh, they have these adjustable beds. I talked to Summer Olympic and and they said not as bad as you think. Cardboard, cardboard, yeah, cardboard beds. Okay, not as bad as you think. I, 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 I got to try out a cardboard bed. I have never, never, never seen one of those. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, that okay. So what we're going to do is when we come back, uh, obviously we're going to start off with uh, a little recap of both games and and uh, some insight on that. Uh, this uh, segment of Sports Econ 101, sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments currently yielding six percent at least. They have a couple other funds yielding more than that, too. Secured by Real Estate. Check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Don't touch that dial. We are going to be right back.
Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa provides guests with an all-lakefront hotel in South Lake Tahoe, where every lodge room and condominium has a view of the lake and mountains. Hotel rooms offer lodge pine furnishings, gas fireplace, and a full lake view. Condominiums offer private bedroom, full kitchen, and living area with a fireplace. Guests can relax or play on over 500 feet of private beach and enjoy a dip in the outdoor heated pool and hot tub that are also lakeside. Elements Day Spa, located inside the hotel, offers individual and couples packages with treatments inspired by Tahoe's nature. The Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa, located close to all South Lake Tahoe summer and winter activities. Perfect for individual and group getaways to the lake and mountains. No added resort fees here. Call 800-448-4577 or go to TahoeLakeShoreLodge.com. Palio Restaurant's been the premier Italian restaurant serving downtown San Francisco since 1990. Palio features fine Italian fare and a Wine Spectator award-winning wine list, so there's no surprise it's been voted Best Italian Restaurant in the SF Weekly this year. Palio has consistently been voted one of the best restaurants in San Francisco by San Francisco locals. Palio's been in business for over 30 years and recently went through a complete remodel. Our guests can expect to receive the same excellence in food and service that has sustained us for over 30 years in a brand new and more modern space. Our 250-plus seat restaurant includes seating in four distinct spaces, making social distancing while dining easy in our establishment. All precautions are taken by staff to ensure a safe dining experience. Open Monday through Saturdays. Reservations are recommended. Visit paliosf.com to view our menus and make a reservation today. Experience the best of California at the AAA Four Diamond Portola Hotel and Spa. Voted among the top 10 hotels in Northern California by the readers of Condé Nast Traveler, Portola Hotel is the premier destination for family travel. Leading the way is the Central Coast's first LEED certified hotel. Portola reflects unparalleled modern coastal luxury in downtown Monterey. The serene environment is the perfect coastal-inspired escape. Featuring 379 newly renovated guest rooms and 60,000 square feet of meeting space with the adjacent Monterey Conference Center. The pet-friendly Portola Hotel offers several on-site award-winning amenities including spa on the plaza, an outdoor pool, exceptional dining, a craft brewery, and more. Located steps away from Fisherman's Wharf and Cannery Row, it's all right there at the Portola Hotel and Spa. For more information, visit PortolaHotel.com. That's PortolaHotel.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown on FP Santangelo Jr., Vernon Glenn, and Russell Jackman. All right, guys, where do you want to start? Well, not with Antonio Brown. That's the one <laughs> no, we're, we're kind of... I don't think anybody cares what's going on with him right now. He, he's probably very sad the spotlight isn't on him. But uh, uh, what, uh, you know, uh, some people were saying that the uh, NFL Hall of Fame should have uh, this this year's playoffs as part of yeah. like a little plaque dedicated to this year's playoffs. Uh, yeah, every game. Every game has been exciting. It's been simply incredible. I mean, the AFC Championship, let's start there. The Bengals going to the Super Bowl beat the almighty Chiefs. I mean, how would we ever think in a million years that Patrick Mahomes wouldn't be the best player on the field and he wouldn't be the baddest player on the field? I mean, Joe Burrow has completely changed 
the Cincinnati Bengals franchise brought them to the promised land. And I have never seen an athlete in the NFL do something like that, besides maybe Tom Brady. So we can start breaking out the Tom Brady comparisons. Maybe if he wins this, right? And we'll talk to Brady about retirement a little bit later, but just absolutely phenomenal the, the kind of confidence, the kind of swagger this guy brings. And my goodness, he just oozes it. I mean, he's got to be America's favorite quarterback right now. I don't yeah. I don't remember in my generation a quarterback being this cool off and on well, the field. I mean, well, wasn't Mahomes like that a couple years ago? When no, went- Mahomes never really had like the cool factor. He's always just a really good athlete. Yeah. Like, this is different. This is completely different. This is like a guy that's transcending culture right now. I mean, there, there's people well, that are- what he did in college. Yeah, you look at, at all the records he set in college yeah. and everything he accomplished there. That's a big difference between him and Brady. I mean, Brady was picked, what, in the sixth round or something, fifth round, versus, you know, uh, uh, Burrow, who was, you know, a, a top pick. Everyone was expecting a lot out of him, and he's translated. A lot of times guys get the pressure and the label put on them in college, and then they just melt down like Ryan Leaf, you know. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, uh, Joe Burrows has been worth every cent and every uh, put of a bit of effort that uh, Cincinnati has put into him. Yeah. Uh, right, Vern, we can't hear you. Hey, Vern, you got to be on mute. Vern, Vern, we can't hear you. I think you're on mute, Vern. Yeah, you're on. You're, are you on mute? Huh? No. Uh oh. Okay. Well, well, Vern figures that out. I think <laughs> what happened in that uh, Cincinnati Bengals-Chiefs game, too, is at one point the Chiefs were ahead 21-3, and it's almost like the Chiefs were on autopilot. They knew that the team was just completely better. They knew that they had better talent on their team, and you kind of had that feeling they were doing that all season. They were a favorite in every single game this year, including the AFC Championship, and they kind of got into a lull, and then into halftime, they could have really just stepped on their throat gone up 27-3, and then there's that huge stop of Tyreek Hill in the end zone while they're in the red zone. And I feel like that was the entire game. And then you let It Joe was. It was one of the worst calls yeah. I've seen in that position, especially to not be able to preserve enough time on the clock so they could at least get three. If they had that field goal, they would have won the game exactly. in regulation and not yeah. gone into overtime. Yeah. Yeah, that's so – I think that was terrible coaching and – really bad play calling and from that point on I don't think Mahomes ever recovered he was he yeah. looked like he was almost in a dream state like he was like he was sleepwalking during the game hey, and, you know, I think and, part of it too he looked and, really gassed when uh, yeah you about, he, he did a lot of running around and I think I think that eventually wore on him absolutely but it was also really bad decision making when he was running around he didn't throw the ball out of bounds he he took sacks he he made really you know he threw interceptions um these were all things that you don't typically ever see from Mahomes at any point in time especially when it's crunch time like that well it was a tale of two it was can you hear me now it was it was like it was like two different Mahomes in two halves of football I mean just the the first half, he just carved him up. You're thinking, whoa, man, they're going to win yep. this thing 48 to, you know, whatever. And then yep. Yep. Cincinnati came back. And I'll say this for Joe Burrow. He reminds me, uh, this, I'm speaking as an old guy here, with the, with his swagger and his attitude on the field. Joe reminds Namath. me of a modern-day Joe Namath. I, that's I, <laughs> Nobody open. I'm throwing it anyway. I'm a gunslinger. I'm going to go deep. I'm going to test you. I'm just going to. I'm, I'm going to run. I'm going to fight. I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever it, it takes, but, but he's just got that, 
He's just got that cool swagger, even down to his gold chain Ooh. that he wears after the oh, game. Yeah, talking we, 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 we ran a little something on him yesterday on the TV side, and that and we did a side-by-side -side comparison. His gold chain and the rock gold chain that he wore around it around his neck when he was starting his <laughs> wrestling career. And it, very similar, but Joe Burrow has a chance to be the first quarterback to win the Heisman Trophy win the national championship and win a Super Bowl. Wow. Never happened. Amazing. Okay. All he needs now is the fur coat to be like Joe Namath. You probably, he might have one in the closet. He's got the chain. He, he said he makes too much money to, to buy cheap jewelry. So that's our, our money <laughs> moment. For, for that's the right. We could talk about uh, uh, Joe Burrow's uh, uh, magnificent jewelry. And let's credit the Bengals defense, too, because they absolutely showed up. It was a great play in it. So I think 50% of the time in the second half, they dropped to a cover eight, and that was a big deal for Mahomes. He just didn't know how to adjust. And the Bengals defense really shut them down, and they were absolutely gassed. I was worried into overtime that the Bengals defense wasn't going to be able to really step up to the task of stopping Mahomes again because they were just running around trying to get him for an entire half, but, but did, did, you, did you notice that, that it, it, the, the Bengals started off going, okay, we're going to do blitzing and we, we, we're going to, we're going to bring the house and all this kind of stuff. And Mahomes was able to just figure it out in the second half. They rushed maybe three, four guys and dropped yep. eight or seven and said, ah, we're just going to, Hey, we're just, we're just going to cover all the yeah. zone areas. And Mahomes wasn't able to figure it out. Yep. You had to figure that secondary is really good. If Mahomes has all that time and he hasn't thrown the ball yet, yeah, they're going to yeah. cover really, really well. A any uh, any predictions for uh, uh, the Super Bowl yet? Well, we got to get to the NFC Championship. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we got to talk about the NFC Championship. Yeah, yeah, we we've got. We uh, have to. <laughs> well, we we're all kind of wondering. Uh, you know, you can't put it all on Garoppolo, but uh, no. uh, definitely it was like, okay, what what is he going to do to to mess this one up? And uh, uh, I don't think he played that bad, to be honest, considering no, he had no shoulder, he had no thumb. He came out yeah. in a Mike Silver article saying that every single pass he threw, he was wondering if that was going to be his last pass just because he was in so much pain. Cause the, cause, yeah, because the thumb hurt. Yeah, yeah, everything just was blowing up and he was still able to compete. So credit to him. Up until those last two drives in the game, he he had a shot at this. Yeah. And <laughs> Kyle Juszczyk told us that, hey, look, credit the Rams' defense. They threw some things at us that we had not seen before and we weren't prepared for it. They filled all the gaps. They had a bunch of guys in the box, and they, and they said, you know what? We're going to take away the run, and if you're going to beat us, Jimmy, go ahead and do it with your arm. And it didn't happen. Yep. Yep, and I feel like a huge statistic in this game, too, is that at half – the Rams had 20 minutes of time of possession while the 49ers only had about eight minutes. I mean, that's just running your defense into the ground. And it really showed in the second half how the 49ers defense was just, they're gassed. They're completely gassed. They're out of breath. And that's where those 10 points come from in the fourth quarter. Yeah, almost really. two to one and just every. Just unfortunately too similar to what happened with Kansas City in yeah. the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Having yeah. having that 10-point lead and not being able to hold it and not being able to score to add to that lead so that it, you, you're just not, you know, uh, uh, gripping. And, yeah, but and you know what? It seemed like in the Super Bowl, it seemed like they were just, like, trying to run the clock out, didn't it? 
which was a little different than this game, you know, like just, just play prevent defense in, in the Super Bowl where they lost to Kansas City. It, it appeared that way. Just, you know, came a little yardage, a little yardage, a little yardage. Hey, guys, we're going to cut to our first commercial trivia question break. Back in the Super Bowl. While most know Ben Roethlisberger won his second Super Bowl in 2009, who was the losing quarterback that was also going for his second Super Bowl win? All right, that's our trivia question. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. Hello, you there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo, I bet that would scare the heck out of you. <laughs> but seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars hauling AIS insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra 600 you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. That's 800-756-3744. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003.
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown, Vern Glenn, F.P. Santangelo Jr. and Russell Jackman here. Uh, first trivia question on the Super Bowl, boy, guys. While most know Ben Roethlisberger won his second Super Bowl in 2009, who was the losing quarterback that was also going for his second Super Bowl win? Kurt Warner. Answer. No. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Okay. Oh, Russ says Russ says he, he got it. Okay. Got it? I okay. said it. He didn't hear me. Okay. Uh, sorry, didn't hear you. Okay. Uh, FP, you want to ask uh, Vern a question? Yeah, so Vern, you're at the NFC Championship game. Uh, yep. I want to hear holding about a, holding a flip card. Oh, there you go. You got the official media card right there. Yep, yep. I love it. Uh, you saw basically the 49ers takeover there, and I'm curious, did they pump in crowd noise? No, didn't pump in crowd noise. In fact, I was I was uh, I was roaming the field, and I myself was amazed that nearly seventy percent of the of, of the fan base in that SoFi Stadium was red. I mean, oh. it was unbelievable. But 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 I was surrounded by red and 49er Empire from the time I, I left SFO to go to Los Angeles. Everywhere you went, it was just dominated by 49er fans, and and I was like, whoa, man, this is really going to be something. And it and but. But toward the end of the game, you certainly heard the Rams fans. You didn't hear too much yeah. 49er Empire inside of SoFi. But um, but what a uh, what experience! I had never been to SoFi before. That place showed well, man. It, it is really something. And I'll tell you something else interesting because we were doing the shows from the field after the game. As we were getting ready, the the the, the stadium crew were already on the little tractors erasing the logo out of the end zone and middle of the field, just, just completely erasing it. All the Ram signage came down because it's got to be replaced with nothing but Super Bowl. LVI Super Bowl logo. So I was like, I was like, wow, man, they just, they just, they just stripped everything. To so I have a second question. It. I have a yeah. second question for you. So obviously that Jaquaski tart, Drop uh, was absolutely huge in the momentum swing of the game. I still think uh, personally the 49ers would have still lost because there's 10 minutes left in the fourth, but obviously a huge momentum swing, correct? Yeah. Do you think that the Halo video board above had anything to do with that drop and maybe he lost it up there? Because I've heard athletes before lose it up there in that in that video board. No, I don't think so. Because if you look at the replay, I mean that ball hit him in the hands and chest and bounced off. And, and his head was too early though, which means his head, everything was already turned as if he was going to like grab it and just, and just take off. And, and it just, it just bobbled and just got, got away. And to Tart's credit, he offered no excuses. He just mm -hmm. thought, Oh man, this guy messed up. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to make this grab. We're going to win this game, protect this three point lead. And then, and then just move on. And then he dropped it. And then right after that was the uh, the hit on OBJ. Yeah. And, then, and then 15 more yards, personal foul. I mean, that what a what a momentum changer. Yep. Yep. That was the I think that was a huge part of the game right there. A lot of little things. But if you look at at the stat sheet, the Rams statistically just dominated the 49ers in every single facet. Yeah. Like they should have won that game at the end of the day. So I, I don't look at the I look at the 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 ward, the late hit, that one, way bigger deal than, than the drop pass. But, um, yeah, I mean, the big question is now, Jimmy Garoppolo, 
What got a year left Jimmy on his contract, and, he, and he's got a no-trade clause in his contract. So if, if, if they're going to deal, the, Jimmy's going to have to green light it. It's going to have to be the right situation. So to give you and some and numbers and here, and he's if, going... If, it, if the team could cut him, they, they, if, they, if that, that's, that's one. If they can't deal him, they could cut him. Just to give you some numbers here, he's owed $26.9 million on the cap. So getting rid of that for the 2022 season would be huge. And then obviously – you pay Debo Samuel, you give that guy an extension because he is the heart and soul of the offense. Yeah. And you take your chance with Trey Lance. But I mean, you, you, you got to have a veteran quarterback on the roster. Absolutely. You, you have to. Absolutely. And a guy retired today that, you know, he did retire, but I, if I'm the 49ers, I, I'm probably, I'm probably just checking it out a little bit. See if he wants to retire with his hometown. Home team, yeah. I think it's worth a phone call to go, Hey Tommy, is it really a thing? I mean, yeah. You know, so I, I've, I've I seen don't some think crazy stuff in this business, so I, no, nothing would surprise me. Although I did, I'll go on record by saying he's not going to be. I did, uh, I did have some communication with his father, Tom Brady Sr., before we started doing this show, and he thinks it's over. And then I, and then I said, uh, "What about the chances of him moving back to California?" He goes, "Not a chance of that. Well, California should, taxes yeah. and all that kind of stuff." Taxes, yeah. So. yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I think you can barely afford that. I think the 49ers probably insulted him when the first time he came to the Kyle Shanahan administration and he was like, hey, I want to play here. I want to play here. I want to play here. And they're like, no, sorry. We just went to the Super Bowl with Garoppolo. So maybe yeah. the 49ers are going to be kicking themselves for a little while for that one. Well, if you watch his documentary, Man of the Arena, and hear his podcast, he said, you know, look, when he was coming up, the Niners passed over him several times. And then they, they, then they went out and they drafted a quarterback. What's his name? Gio Cramazzi or whatever. And yeah. then and yep. we, we saw how that worked out. So see, he said, he said, that's when his allegiance to the Niners left when he was, when he was passed over. Well, it kind of reminds me of Aaron Rodgers when he, you know, he was, he really wanted to play for the Niners. He they, did. Yeah. And they just said, nah, sorry. Yeah. You guys really don't think that with a whole season behind him and a full training camp that Trey Lance still won't be ready. Well, we we, we won't know, Russ. Yeah. We're just we're just four I, guys spitballing. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling that Trey will be ready. I mean, it, and he should be. He was the number three overall pick. Look at what Burrow just did. Okay, if you're going to spend a high draft pick on somebody, you know, after and and I'm I'm okay with him getting the kid glove treatment for the first year. But hey, it is time for him to put up or shut up. And I'm to, not, I'm not going to disagree with you. Well, it's not his fault. Thing is, <laughs> my thing is, if, if something goes wrong, you got to have a veteran quarterback on the roster. If something I mean, goes who's, wrong, who's you got to have somebody. Backup? Who's the number three? No team has a great backup QB in the NFL. I didn't no say great. I just said you got to have a veteran quarterback on the roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's, who's, the number three, who's the number three quarterback right now in the Niners? Ned Sudfeld. Are you ready for him? Yes. Jerry Sudfeld. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, how, how much? How much is it going to change? Um, I mean, any but, but worse back, than Nick Mullen or or, or, or CJ Beathard? I wouldn't you know, be those surprised. Guys are veterans too. I wouldn't be surprised in the trade. There's going to be a quarterback involved back to the 49ers, and maybe it's the one that they don't want. Something similar, a la Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff. 
maybe with not so much money on the table back for the 49ers, but something like that. So that way you have a sense. Maybe Kirk Cousins, maybe Kirk Cousins, you know, I Washington, uh, Minnesota is getting pretty tired of his act and, and Shanahan really wanted Kirk Cousins a few years ago. Well, let's look at the teams that Garoppolo could go to. He could go to the Tampa Bay. He could go to Tampa Bay. He could go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he the Washington football team. Those are probably the big three that we'll be discussing all offseason, unless there's a, a, a player that comes out of nowhere that really surprises everyone. So and those are the three. Those teams, though, do you kind of look and go, gosh, I don't know if this guy can bring us to the promised land. I mean, he just seems to. Oh, if I'm Pittsburgh, this is the perfect paradigm for me because he's Jimmy's a winner, right? He's actually really good at disguising a run as a quarterback and Pittsburgh really likes to play hard nose football. Mike Tomlin would love that guy. I feel like that that's probably the most perfect fit and where he'd be propped up for success, but others might be drinking, you know, the juice a little bit and be like, Oh, he's just won a lot of games. We'll, we'll just throw him into our system and see what happens. And that's the Washington football team. That's the, the other guys in play here, but I feel like him and Mike Tomlin, they could do something special, but you know, there's some guy named Aaron Rodgers that, you know, might want to go there too. So <laughs> I think, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to go to uh, the Denver Broncos. Okay. Okay. Well, and, and you I mean, know, he just, he just, he just lost it. He just lost his offensive coordinator to the Denver Broncos uh, to be, to be the new head. So I, I just, I just think there's something there, by the way, I'll see Aaron Rodgers this weekend. He's scheduled to appear in this uh, Pebble beach program, which I'm covering. So we'll, yeah, I, 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 I don't talk about that, it, but that, that's that's one of the speculated teams for him to be going to. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it interesting in the offseason how Shanahan waxed poetically about Matt Stafford? And here we are, you know, Matt Stafford going to the Super Bowl. You know, um, uh, in fact, I watched the NFC Championship game with a big Lions fan, and uh, he was happy for Matt Stafford. I thought he'd yeah. be better about, you know, the, the trade not working out. But he's like, no, Matt Stafford deserves to have his time going to a Super Bowl. And it's weird to see a team go to the Super Bowl with one guy, Jared Goff, and yeah. just a couple of years later go with a completely different quarterback. Can you imagine Jared Goff? I mean, I, I got to think that he's kind of going, <laughs> I think he's Or fine. maybe he says it is me. Maybe he looks at himself and says, yeah, it was me. That was keeping this team. Well, but they got Odell. Well, he was in, he was in the Super Bowl. He just didn't get it done. In I'll the tell Super you, right? I'll tell you what. The Lions are propped up to have a really nice year next year, and they're really just a few scores away in a few games. One score away in a few games to being like 10, 10 win team. Like they're 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 fine. I feel like they're going to be fine. I feel like Jared Goff will actually take them to the playoffs eventually. All right, hey guys, cut, cut to our the next more important question: Is can they win on Thanksgiving? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they used to do very well on Thanksgiving, no matter how bad the team was. Okay, here we go. Here's our second trivia question. After much criticism for having quarterback three previous losing efforts in the Super Bowl, he finally broke through and won in 1998 and 1999. Which quarterback are we talking about? Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial.
Catch Some Relief is the first CBD company to market directly towards fishermen. While we market towards fishermen and the outdoorsmen, our products are for anyone suffering from inflammation and anxiety. At Catch Some Relief, we don't sell CBD oil. We only sell products with the highest amount of bioavailability. Spend your hard-earned dollars on products that work. At Catch Some Relief, wherever your pain, we have you covered. So check out CatchSomeRelief.com to relieve your pain. Experience the best of California at the AAA Four Diamond Portola Hotel and Spa. Voted among the top 10 hotels in Northern California by the readers of Condé Nast Traveler, Portola Hotel is the premier destination for family travel, leading the way as the Central Coast's first LEED certified hotel. Portola reflects unparalleled modern coastal luxury in downtown Monterey. The serene environment is the perfect coastal-inspired escape. Featuring 379 newly renovated guest rooms and 60,000 square feet of meeting space with the adjacent Monterey Conference Center. The pet-friendly Portola Hotel offers several on-site award-winning amenities, including spa on the plaza, an outdoor pool, exceptional dining, a craft brewery, and more. Located steps away from Fisherman's Wharf and Cannery Row, it's all right there at the Portola Hotel and Spa. For more information, visit PortolaHotel.com. That's PortolaHotel.com. Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa provides guests with an all-lakefront hotel in South Lake Tahoe, where every lodge room and condominium has a view of the lake and mountains. Hotel rooms offer lodge pine furnishings, gas fireplace, and a full lake view. Condominiums offer private bedroom, full kitchen, and living area with a fireplace. Guests can relax or play on over 500 feet of private beach and enjoy a dip in the outdoor heated pool and hot tub that are also lakeside. Elements Day Spa, located inside the hotel, offers individual and couples packages with treatments inspired by Tahoe's nature. The Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa, located close to all South Lake Tahoe summer and winter activities. Perfect for individual and group getaways to the lake and mountains. No added resort fees here. Call 800-448-4577 or go to TahoeLakeShoreLodge.com. Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael is open for both takeout and delivery. So if you want pizza the way it ought to be, call us at 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafael.com and order online. You can either pick up your fabulous pizza or we can deliver it to you. Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily. Mountain Mike's is the official pizza of the San Francisco 49ers. So call 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafael.com and order your pizza. Welcome back to Sports Ecom 101. One more time, Edward Brown here along with F.P. Santangelo Jr., Vern Glenn, and Russell Jackman. Second trivia question. After much criticism for having quarterback three previous losing efforts in the Super Bowl, he finally broke through and won in 1999 and 1998. Which quarterback are we talking about? Russ, good old horse, Steve. <laughs> good old, old horse. That's, that's, that, that's a oh, mean Elway. way of saying John Elway. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Wait, horse thief? Where's that come yeah. from? Yeah, you've seen him smile. Oh, oh, oh horse thief! I thought you, I thought you said horse thief, like he like he steals horses. I'm trying. Okay, so I remember. Okay, he, he lost against the 49ers. Um, he lost against uh, 
the uh, against the, Washington. The, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that uh, that was Doug Williams beat them, and then the last one was the Giants, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Uh, and, and in fact, if you remember, this is a, a sort of a mini trivia question that's probably pretty easy. Which team did he said I'm not going to play for? Oh, that was the then Baltimore oh, so Colts. Baltimore Colts. Didn't they? Yep. Didn't they had did, hadn't they just changed? To the no. Indianapolis? No, they no. were still in Baltimore. No, because this, like, this, this was like 1980, they were still in Baltimore. There's a, well, I can't remember why he said he didn't want to go to the Colts. He could well, play at baseball. The, at at, at the time, at the time, Baltimore was in purgatory. I mean, they were just, and it was, and it was owned by a guy by the name of Robert Ursay, who was, uh, he was, he, he just was, he just got a bad label as a bad owner. Nobody wanted to play for the Baltimore Colts then. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Change to, we'll get back to football, but I want to change over here to baseball for a minute. So Ortiz gets into the Hall of Fame. David Ortiz. Yep. David Ortiz. Clemens and Bonds still left off. Yep. Which, wasn't this their last year? Otherwise, it was, it, the last year of being eligible by the baseball, baseball writers. But they could do the Veterans Committee, right? Veterans Committee could, nice. yeah, could, could vote them in. Yep. <laughs> Would they, how long do they, would it be the very next year they, they keep doing it? Or no, I think it's four wait? years. I believe, yes, four, four, four or five years. Interesting that I don't know how many years ago it was, but you used to you, you used to be able to be on the ballot for 15 years. Yeah. And then they cut it to 10 years. I don't know why. Uh, probably better. <laughs> you can for speculate anyway. why, but. Yeah. Well, OK, so then but they but they left off Kurt Schilling. And I'm wondering, is it just strictly because he's. Uh, right wing and and he's sort of like you know off the off the handle type of guy or or how much of it has to do with like literally you know objectively his statistics i don't think his stats lend to him being in the hall of fame i mean edward let, let's be real here is any of this about statistics anymore is it really he's known within the base i don't think his body of work is that great he, he's shilling's well, hold on. Let, let FP finish. Go ahead. He, he's David Ortiz is known in the baseball circle as a steroid guy. He always has been. I mean, even even with with his positive test and all that stuff, he's known as Big Poppy. He's known as a guy that DH that hits home runs, right? And he's kind of like in that weird purgatory time where the steroid era was just ending. So he's part of it, right? Barry Bonds obviously implicated in some things. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, but they literally saved the game of baseball. Yeah, they did. If you don't remember, there was a player strike in 1995. Baseball was done for. The ratings were tanked. Teams were going to be in really bad shape. Then these guys coming out of nowhere, home run race. We got Barry Bonds, all this stuff. They're literally giving these writers jobs, right? And writers to this day have jobs because of those three guys. I have a job covering Giants because of of these three guys. So I'm entirely grateful for them. But what they did and what they mean to a generation is so – important that if you leave them out of the baseball hall of fame a museum about history um it, it completely delegitimizes the entire museum and i will never go to the baseball hall of fame until those people are in wow hey, i won't even take was hey, further this yeah, yeah. if somebody tells me that they're a hall of famer i won't even acknowledge like that's a big deal anymore wow. I, I i really don't yeah. think it's a big deal if you're a hall of famer unless those guys are in wow it was a strike 94 95 94 and 95. 95. 
Really? Oh. 95. It was like a similar situation with the lockout and led to a strike and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, because I remember Matt Williams was like on a tear hitting home runs that year. And then it was like my a- only time in Wrigley Field <laughs> driving across the country. I stopped at Wrigley Field and there would have been a Mets uh, a Cubs game. And my, my brother and I have a picture of us on the field with our heads bowed down because there was no game. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were able to stand in midfield, but there was no game for us to watch. Wow. My only chance to see a game at Wrigley Field. Wow. The, you know, um, it, it's weird, too, because you, you talk about, uh, like, FP, you're saying it's, it's not just the statistics about the Hall of Fame. It's, you know, all this political stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. But can you unseat somebody from the Hall of Fame, right? Because there's a lot of guys who you'd look at and go, you know what, based on their antics, you know, like I, I, first thing I think of is Cap Anson because, you know, he, he didn't allow black players, you know, he just basically, he was like kind of in charge. I don't know, I don't know how he had that much pull, um, but, you know, a guy like that uh, or Ty Cobb or somebody who's, who just has so much um, evilness in them, we'll call it, that they get to say, you know what, get this guy out of the Hall of Fame. It's interesting you mentioned Ty Cobb and the perceived evilness. Yeah. Um, I have been reading stories of, of him doing opposite actions for people of color in baseball. And, and, and I'm only doing this research because I'm, I'm writing a screenplay sort of kind of involving Ty Cobb in a way. So, uh, um, wow. yeah, so uh, it, it, it's, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't think about Ty Cobb with race. I didn't think it was with race. I was just thinking just the, the, the type of, quote, human being he was purported to be. Forget creating race. It wasn't a race thing. It was just... Well, it's, well, play, it's, dirty not, like the, it's not like there's a whole bunch of Boy Scouts that are in the Hall of Fame. At yeah. And Ty Cobb was in the first Hall of Fame class. He went in with Babe Ruth. Yeah. And Hannes Wagner and Christy Mathewson. And Christy Matt, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and... It, and, and yeah, numbers don't lie. He had the numbers. Oh, yeah, time. for sure. For sure. Um, but but I, I, weren't you kind of headed burned down the, the road, which is that, that, you know, a lot of it may have been a smear campaign against Ty Cobb by by some of the early uh, 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 reporters back then. Well, just like just Ted Williams. Like Ty Cobb. Ted Williams yeah. had the numbers, and the, but, but just the uh, press, and he did not get along at all. And he, no. he was not a, a unanimous vote. So I will say something that will fix this situation. Ian Happ tweeted this out. I thought it was amazing. Ian Happ, outfielder, Major League Baseball player right now, I think for the Cubs still. He said that you should have 10 years of service in Major League Baseball. Once you hit that 10 years of service mark, you're able to vote for the Hall of Fame. And I thought that was absolutely tremendous because that shows you're an established Major League Baseball player and peers are voting their peers in. Yes. Every single baseball player agrees Barry Bond should be in because he has – abilities and talents that i could take steroids and it would That's be like, i would be i'd be not even one one millionth of what barry bonds is david ortiz <laughs> himself said hey barry bonds is 10 times the player i am yep yep ortiz. But, 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 but people like big poppy i mean he and he was he was he was generous with his time he was he was great with the media and 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 was almost ambassador like yeah. uh even though you know he his his numbers were a fraction of what Barry Bonds were, and uh, and I think I think writers, you know, writers have feelings, and Sandy writers Sosa was really good and, with the media and, 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 and writers remember certain things. So 
Yeah, cork bat doesn't help. Well, Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa. Yeah, I mean, he got along great with the media. It didn't help him get in. And and Mark McGuire apologized, and that didn't help him get in. No. It's ridiculous. They shouldn't have let Ortiz in. If they're going to make a statement about steroids, then Ortiz shouldn't have been allowed in as well. It's, that, and, 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 and what happened? He's he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> I know. Doesn't even have a glove. Doesn't even yeah. have a glove. He doesn't have eight gold gloves like Barry Bonds does. I mean, showed up for a game without a glove. Watch. <laughs> it's ridiculous. There's such a double standard. Um, I mean, to the point where even you know, sports writers take amphetamines and Adderall and Ritalin and things like that to help them write too. Like that's yeah, like that's a culture of drug use as well within the sports writing culture. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, to what, me. It's uh, what was Pappy's uh, batting average? Average like Pappy? Yeah. I think it was like um, three hundred something. Let me check real quick. Three hundred. Okay. And I mean, he had a lot of home runs. Yeah, because it's like I mean, he was good. Well, like Mark McGuire, I don't think belongs in the Hall of Fame. But Ortiz, I mean, not, not Ortiz, Ortiz actually, two eighty six career average. Two eighty six. You know, I mean, yeah, I but, but, but 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 for, but but for, for, for the biggest moments, Edward. Yes, he was yeah. able to carry a team. That's true. And he had so many clutch hits yep. in the biggest stages in the World Series. That's true. That in, in, in a major television market, like, well, I mean, it just that's no, that's it, it just could not be ignored. Mr. It's like Mr. the Sosa, the, the Sosa McGuire home run race yeah. is one of the things that brought baseball back to to prominence. Yeah. You know when it had suffered so much from the, the lockout. That's true. But like McGuire, he hit home runs, but other than that, he was not a good fielder and he didn't have a good average. So I don't think he would belong in the Hall of Fame just because he has a lot of home runs. I think McGuire was a better first baseman than you're, you're giving him credit for. And Sammy Sosa was a 273 hitter, but he had 600 home runs. So yeah, yeah. And again, forget, forgetting the steroid part of it, and that's the thing is Barry Bonds would have been. Uh, I mean, he wouldn't have had as many home runs, but he still had Hall of Fame written all over him. He had Hall of Fame numbers. He had Hall of Fame yeah. numbers when he left the Pirates for the Giants. Exactly. Yeah. So no, he 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 definitely. Uh, what do you think Mark McGuire's batting average is career? Oh, like 260. Yeah, 263. Oh. Not bad. But his war, his war is 62.2, which is more than qualifies for the Hall of Fame. If you yeah, but that's to. because he hit so many home runs, though, right? He actually had less home runs than Sammy Sosa, 583. True. Yeah. But, but yeah. still, they should be in the Hall of Fame because they, they were part of a generation. Like, people love baseball today because of Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, and Barry Bonds. Like that, that's the only reason why people love baseball today. Like there's a whole generation of kids that watched them. They should be in the hall. Well, of that, I mean, no, they definitely had the impact. I mean, I remember vividly 1998, exactly where I was watching yeah. the home run race. And, uh, you know, when, when McGuire, he's so funny. He got so nervous. He almost forgot to touch first base. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. When he hit, when he hit yeah. 70. Yeah. 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 And you had, uh, um, the, the Maris children there, which was kind of sweet to, I mean, they definitely were good ambassadors from that stand standpoint, you know, Nice clean players. I mean, everybody loves Sammy, and uh, that cork bat didn't help, though. <laughs> oh, everyone uses cork bats. Whatever. <laughs> still this you know what? I haven't used aluminum. There's bat. a guy down in Miami. You could give him a bat rack and pay five thousand bucks. He'll cork your bat. I wouldn't know though. Yeah. I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Yeah, but I mean, how much money are you going to make with a cork bat? Well, there you go. Okay, 
Now, here's our last trivia question. This Stanford alum overcame a lot of hardship in his life and career before finally leading his Super Bowl, his team, excuse me, to Super Bowl victories in 1981 and 1984. So who was that quarterback? And as a bonus question, who did he replace to get to that spot because uh, the other quarterback got injured? That's sort of a bonus, all right? And he was a Stanford quarterback? Uh, he was, he's Stanford alum. Stanford alum. Stanford alum. All right. That's our trivia question. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back with some closing uh, comments. Don't touch that dial. Travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-
best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the Window Replacement Hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the Window Replacement Hotline now. 800-685-2080. That's 800-685-2080. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with F.P. Santangelo Jr., Vern Glenn, and Russell Jackman. This Stanford alum overcame a lot of hardship in his life and career before finally leading his team to Super Bowl victories in 1981 and 1984. Who was it? Are we talking Plunkett? Yeah, Jim Plunkett. Jim Plunkett. Jim Plunkett. Oh, three and oh today. Yeah, no, wow. Not bad. Now here, bonus question. Who did he replace? Abler? Uh, no, no, in 1981. Oh. I I don't remember okay, that. He would he was uh he he was Pastorini? Yes. Very good. I mean oh, if, we remember, if I remember God. Pastorini was to Houston and uh at the same that's time, they, that's when they did the, that's when they drift uh, Stabler to New Orleans. I mean, to uh, Houston and then Pastorini to the Raiders. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they kind of kind of like what uh, Goff and uh, um, Stafford did. All right. Are you guys ready for our thoughts for the day? Go. Never. All right. Two things define you. Your patience when you have nothing and your attitude when you have everything. Not bad, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. And now for a little uh, uh, comedy here. Uh, why does Djokovic pay with an American Express? Because he has no visa. Oh. <laughs> I'm good. sorry. I just, I just had to throw that one in there. That's I had to have one, one serious one. Hey, 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 I have a joke for you, which is that the Australians don't know much about tennis, but they can return a Serb. Oh, funny. Serb, S-E-R-B. Gosh. Oh, oh, a Serb. Oh, yeah, there you go. Nice. Wondering, okay, very good. All right, tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We'll be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We will see you next week. Good night, Tom Brady. Oh, wow. Adios.